Hello and welcome to Opera Apero. On today's episode, I'll be talking to my friend, Sophia. Hey, it's me, Sophia. And I'm Sophia. <laughs> um, that doesn't get old for me. Never. Um, Literally never. Probably gets old for other people, mm. but no, it's fun. I like that it's even how we met. Like, we were literally introduced because we're both Sophias, and we've just ran with it ever since. <laughs> so, on today's episode, we'll be talking about Dvoriak's uh, opera Rusalka. What does that mean? Oh, so, Rusalka means... It, like mermaid oh amazing in many slavic languages rusalka is the word or uh, like a variation of rusalka is the word for mermaid so this is going to be something that's like it's be reminiscent of the little mermaid uh but it's kind of a blended version of two fairy tales of the little mermaid and of this other one that i just found out about called undina um which mm. is a german fairy tale cool nice but before we get into the opera um, Sophia, how do we know each other? <laughs> we know each other because our names are both Sophia and a mutual friend introduced us knowing nothing more about what we might talk about or anything. Yeah, pretty much. It was like, mm. oh, Sophia. And I was like, wait, that's not me. And she was like, oh yeah, the other Sophia. <laughs> I was like, I have to know the other Sophia. I'm happy for this podcast to be the other Sophia, by the way. <laughs> but I'm sure I'm the other Sophia to you. I would never say that about you, Sophia. Oh my god. <laughs> well, now I just look bad. <laughs> um, and then we also bonded over creating a whole Slack channel full of only Sophias. Yes, we did make a... We've really run with this. Make a channel of, only, of all the Sophias at the company. Mm. And talked about Sophia things, like common mispronunciations, common misspellings. Mm -hmm. It's really tough being a Sophia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you had that one uh, pie. Oh, yeah. I made a pie with Sophia on it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish the story went deeper, but that's literally it. <laughs> but also, like, I was really, like, I think the cosmic timing of that was perfect because you shared that photo on my birthday. Oh. Yeah. And nice. I was like, <gasps> whoa. Oh, it goes so deep. It's gotta mean something. <laughs> I think it did. Yeah. And then, um... We're basically identical. We... Oh, we both uh, are math majors. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Like, find a Sophia who's a math major, lives in Berlin, and has high-top pink vans. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. which, which one is it? Who knows? It's, it's really impossible to say. Actually, you... This is... <laughs> In my mind, when I was thinking, I was like, Sophia needs to be on the show because she's already gotten, like, two opera synopses for free. Like, <laughs> I have to pay my way. <laughs> yeah. She's been freeloading long enough. Yeah, like, you got the one on that run, and then, like, the last time when we were supposed to record, I told you the one for Kyle. <laughs> but yeah, that was amazing. I, I loved that one. That was A-class content. <laughs> It also made the run much more manageable. And it also meant that because I'm much less fit than you, you could, like, talk while I would just, like, ad-lib mm -hmm. and be like, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been to an opera before? Yes. I went to one. So another team at the company was doing an outing to an opera and I snaked myself in and went along too. 
And I think Kyle talked about it as well. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Like, not just like the weirdest opera, just the weirdest thing ever. Like at one point there was like this huge thing, like in the sky, like this three-breasted thing. Ah, it was bizarre. But it was really good. I loved it. I just had no idea what was going on. I also didn't realise right till the end that you could read what was happening at the top. <laughs> <laughs> so I just spent the whole time like, okay. The surtitles? <laughs> yeah. I just didn't realise. <laughs> okay. But I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, I loved it. Okay. Um, cool. Then without further ado, let's get into this opera. I'm so excited. Okay. So, as I I actually watched a bunch, I watched like one video on repeat to figure out how to say the composer's name. His name is Antonin Dvorak. Uh, I'm sure I still butchered it. I'm also very familiar with pronouncenames.com. <laughs> Wait, what? It's like a YouTube channel I always use to look up people's names. It's my worst fear of like saying someone's name wrong and then like them just being like, no, you're an awful person. That's not how you say it. So oh, I yeah. always look up people's names. Huh. Wow. Czech composer. This is a Czech cool. opera. Nice. Sung all in Czech. Um, and it is a like amalgamation of these two fairy tales. So um, let's... It was uh, composed around 1900 and first performed in Prague in 1901. Um, and there's three acts. And we'll, it starts off with um, a bunch of wood nymphs dancing Delightful. in the forest by a lake. Oh, this uh, sounds amazing. Yes. And uh, the water gnome... Uh, is like, <laughs> he's like the ruler of the lake. Um, cool. Yeah, he uh, he's kind of just like trying to like catch them, and they're like teasing him and like catch us, and like ha ha ha, you can't. Um, this sounds adorable. It's just forest critters having a good time. Yeah. Yes. And um, also like, this is a chance to be to kind of uh, have a water gnome and they. The production I saw, they, like, give him, like, spray-painted, like, bluish-green abs. <laughs> nice. So his, like, whole body is just, like, bluish-green and, like, has, like, kelp and stuff, and, like, hanging and off really of him. Ripped. And he's really ripped. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, I assume they're spray-painted abs. They could be real. I don't know. Um, but so... Uh, this is like the intro scene. And then Rusalka, our main character, comes up. And she is a water nymph. She's the daughter of the water gnome. Uh, okay. Yeah. And um, she proceeds to start telling her father about how she's like fallen in love with this human uh, who she has like seen hunting around the lake. And are, he's, he she's hunts in the... going to end well. <laughs> no. <laughs> inter... Uh, not even species. Inter... Uh, spiritual relationship mm. because she's a water nymph um, yeah. and he's a human uh how can it go well so <laughs> she shows up and tells him that she's like in love with this human that she's just like watched him like hunting around and um she wants to become a human so that she can like be with him and be in love with him but she's um, a water nymph why would you want to be a human I this is exactly what her father says he's just like this is a terrible idea like Humans are not good. He's like... The guy is speaking the truth. Yeah. Listen to him. Yeah, he's just like, they're evil. They're Like, there's they a are. reason why they're humans and yeah. not, like, spiritual beings like us. They're the worst. <laughs> yeah, and, and he's like, they're not even immortal. We're not. It's true. Yeah. We suck. Don't, don't be like us. 
Yeah. So, uh, he says all these things and, uh, he's like, nothing good can come of this. And she, but then he does this thing. He's like, but if you really want to do this, then here's where I would go if I was. No. <laughs> and so he points her to the direction of a witch named Yeji Baba. <laughs> As if it like already wasn't kind of ominous. It's like, there's a witch now. This isn't going to work out for you. Like, stop here. <laughs> um, so Rusalka goes and finds Yeji Baba. Um, and Yejiba. Beautiful name. I love that name. <laughs> it's so good. So, but before she goes and finds the witch, um, this is actually the point where there's a very famous aria, the, like one of the most famous arias associated with this opera. It's called Song to the Moon. And so Rusalka sings to the moon and like tells the moon that she hopes that um, it will like convey her feelings of love and like tell the prince that uh, she loves him. I guess it is kind of sweet. Yeah. I like that she's singing to the moon. Yeah. Mm. It's very it's very lovely. It has some lovely themes so far. <laughs> One spiritual being speaking to another like non-living spiritual thing. Yeah. Mm. Um so then she goes and finds Yeji Baba um and Yeji Baba says, "Oh, you're kind of silly for wanting this, but I can help you." Even the witch <laughs> is like this is a bad idea. Yeah. Um, and so she's like, I'll make you human. Um, there's two caveats. Uh, one is you're going to lose your voice and your immortality. That sucks. That was only one caveat. <laughs> That's two things. And they're both horrible. Yeah. Well, the, I, I, I grouped them in two. So this is all the things she's going to lose mm-hmm. by becoming human. Of course, she loses her immortality. Mm-hmm. Um, but in addition to that, she'll lose her voice. Uh, and then the second thing is that if he doesn't fall in love with you, um, then he's, he's going to die. He is. He's going to die. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which, you know, not super cool. Cause if you think about it, like people can just be out there making deals for their personal transformation that affect like your livelihood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That is pretty messed up. And it's a tough decision for her to make, and not one that I obviously think she should make. Yeah. Mm. But I'm kind of glad it's not her who's going to die. I th- I've, like, already developed She will an also attachment. be damned. Um, I've already developed an attachment. I, like, don't want her to die. I don't the lovesick her. fool. Yeah. Bless her. She just wants to be happy. <laughs> yeah. So she just wants to be in love. Yeah. She wants to, like, experience human love and, like, um... Have a human soul. Um, so um, she's just like, all right, done deal. She accepts <laughs> these conditions. Cause she's like, she really like believes that her love will um, sway him and like they will truly fall in love. The uh, confidence. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so she drinks the potion that Yeji Baba gives her. And now she's lying by the lake, having been transformed into a human. And the prince is out hunting, as he is wont to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And he finds her. And, of course, so taken aback by this breathtaking beauty, um, this beautiful, mysterious woman. And he brings her back to the palace. Oh, this is exciting. I can tell it's all going to go well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, so... um, that's the end of act one. Okay, that was a very sweet act, I think. 
Yeah, there's a lot of potential, a lot of foreshadowing. A lot uh, of delusion. Mm-hmm. But on the whole, quite cute. We're all still very much believing in love and the power of love and their ability to be together. Mm. <laughs> We're not jaded just yet. <laughs> no. um, I feel so- like this would be really nice to watch as an opera as well, because it just sounds adorable, like the forest critters and the lake and the moon. Sounds oh, lovely. It is. It looks like it's straight out of like a little like fairy tale picture book. Nice. Yeah. Um, cool. So Act 2 starts with two new characters, side characters. It's the groundskeeper of the castle and a little like kitchen boy, and they're um, like singing, and they're like, Oh, um, the prince is engaged to this mysterious woman with, like, no one knows where she's come from. They're engaged now. Yeah. Oh, things move fast, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, they fell in love. They did. Um, so they're engaged now, and, like, everyone's a little bit suspicious. They're like, where did she come from? (laughs) Why doesn't she speak? What is her name? Because... If she can't speak, she also cannot tell them what her name is. Oh my gosh. So no one knows what her name is. The suspicion is actually very founded when you put it like that. I'm also like quite questionable about this guy who's like proposed to someone who you can't even communicate with, but he's like, she's hot. Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, when you just like look into someone's eyes and you can just feel. Mm. I mean, yeah, they, they, because it's so suspicious, they think that there's like, a magical element to it they, they think there's some <laughs> witchcraft to it <laughs> and yeah so which there is they're spot on like congrats to them they're very smart <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually but so then um the prince and rusalka enter the garden and it's the night of a big party it's like a party like ball that they're hosting at the palace lovely yeah and um the prince kind of starts to sing because he's starting to question why she doesn't speak and she he thinks of it as like a sign of like coldness and so at this point she's also like she's been away from like her father and her like fellow nymphs um and oh, no. nymph sisters she's lonely yeah she's lonely in the land of humans and yeah. um so she's also like starting to like be a little sad and anxious and she she's really- also like not speaking and he's like interpreting this as like oh, she might not be into me anymore, or, like, I don't know what's going on, and, like, he's starting to also kind of, like, pull away from the relationship a little bit because of that. I feel like she really didn't think this through. Like, the no-speaking part is, like, real vital. (laughs) Or, like, the no-communication, at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this wasn't a smart decision. (laughs) Um... So And, like, usually I feel like the men are villains in these things, but, like, in this I'm kind of like, to be fair, <laughs> if my partner just didn't speak to me and was quite withdrawn and cold towards me, I would maybe have doubts too. That's fair. That's fair. Very mm-hmm. fair. Yeah. Overlooking them in the garden is a foreign princess. So she's kind of, like, watching from the, like, door, the castle door. Ooh, and, no. uh... <laughs> Yeah, so she's attending the ball uh, tonight, and she has, like, this song where she kind of, like, makes fun of Rusalka for not being able to speak. Oh my god, that's really mean. <laughs> and then she also, like, chastises the prince for not paying more attention to his guests and, like, spending time with his fiance. Oh, she knows what she's doing. She's meddling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so then they, like, all go back inside. Rusalka goes to get ready for the ball. So the prince accompanies the foreign princess back mm-hmm. into the party. And, like, and then, caring dad alert, water gnome 
pops out of the little pool in the garden. Oh, oh, he's a good dad after all. He's doing great. I mean, yeah, he really gives his daughter, like, hit her independence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he appears in the small pool, and Rusalka comes out to see him, and she inexplicably momentarily gains back her ability to speak so she can sing to him um, and like ask him for help okay about what like what to do uh and because she's like he's losing interest and also i'm sad um and then and then the prince and the foreign princess without like seeing what's happening they are walking through the garden together um and they like confess their love for each other oh that's really not great Mm-hmm. things aren't looking good for this prince no they are not <laughs> um, so they're like singing about their love for each other and then rusalka sees it and she just like rushes out and he's like the prince is surprised and he's just like he like casts her off <gasps> no yeah and he's just like no uh and and then the water gnome is just like you done fucked up like he warns him um, and just like you've like condemned yourself uh, for rejecting her, uh, and then Water Gnome grabs Rusalka and they disappear into the water. This is so dramatic. I can't even like pass all this. It's like he rejected her, but also he kind of had every right to, and she kind of made a really bad deal based on his Did life. Did he have every right to? He's engaged to her. Oh, that's true. That is true. Oh my gosh, this has layers. I'm honestly confused. Here's, like, the best move. Um, So then, after they've disappeared into the pool, the prince is just like, oh no, like, what's gonna happen to me? Foreign princess rebukes the prince. She's just like, ha ha ha. And she's just like, for being, like, disloyal and kind of, like, wishy-washy, uh... She just, like, dismisses him, and she says literally, like, follow her back to hell. (laughs) She has just become my favorite character. (laughs) She's great. I know. It's, like, that moment where you, like, send that really, like, gratifying text about, like, screw off. (laughs) That really, like, bitter, petty, but essential text you send to your ex. Yes. 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 Foreign princess rules. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, that is the last time we'll see Foreign Princess in this play. It's fine. She's already won the opera. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's the end of Act 2. Okay, a lot happened there. Yeah. Mm. Um, act 3. We're back home in the, in the, in the, the home lake. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, Rusalka is dejected, lovelorn. She's lying on, the, on her side, just like singing about her sadness. I feel like her problems aren't the worst here. Like, she's like, oh no, I've accidentally killed the man I love. Like, like poor me. <laughs> yeah, so she's, uh, she, she knows what she's signed up for. Mm-hmm. Um, like, she knows what comes next. Um, and so Yeji Baba shows up and uh, first, like, kind of makes fun of her. Um, <laughs> and also, like, when I watched it, I was like, I don't know. It kind of reads as a little bit slut-shamey to me. Uh, so I actually pulled up, like, translations of what she sings to her, because I'm like, let me know what you think. Yes. (laughs) Ah, already you have come back. Well, you've not been away long, and your cheeks, they've turned so pale, and how you lament here all alone. What, 
Were the kisses not to your taste? And didn't a human bed warm you? (laughs) (laughs) This witch is so petty. (laughs) There's one more verse, like... Short was the loving, long will be the moaning. After <laughs> after kisses from a man's lips, endless eternal fasting. Ooh. I don't know, I feel like she's kind of shaming her for making, like, an objectively terrible decision. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, trying to fault it, but I'm like, she did, she did make a really poor decision. Oh. And also, this this last one gets at the, like, why the humans are worse than mm-hmm. the ethereal beings. Um, humans are humans cast out by the elements, long ago torn from the roots of the earth. Wretched the one who wanted to know human love, the one whom human betrayal has now damned. Oh, damn. That's a stinker. She went in. <laughs> um, yes. But so then after all this, like, slut shaming... Mm-hmm. Um, Yeji Baba is like, don't worry though, I can help you. I don't trust her, but okay. <laughs> she whips out a knife and is like, if you kill the prince with this knife, uh, you'll be saved. You can like return to your water nymph being um, and like be with your family and people and everyone. Um, It'll be like nothing happened. You just murdered someone. A human. Yeah, it's only a human. They're yeah. gross. Yeah. They're ripped from... the ripped from the earth. Yeah. Cast up by the elements. Yeah, they deserve anything they get. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of, like, what she said. <laughs> yeah. She's just, like, humans, like, have, like, bloodlust, and so, like, they're, like, these terrible beings, and, like, they're evil, and so, like, this is how you can, like, regain... Yeah. Where's the lie? Rusalka is, like, um, no, I could never. I'm not going to do that. Um, She's such a human lover. Yeah, and so then because she d- doesn't accept this one last way of getting out of it, uh, she turns into like a death spirit, like a like a oh yeah. So and then she just like submerges back into the lake. Now the groundskeeper and the kitchen boy are oh, wandering yeah. through the woods um, because, and it's, it's actually a little bit of a comet, uh, comedic relief scene. <laughs> we need it. Yeah. <laughs> Things have been rough until now. Yeah, so they've been sent out to find Yeji Baba um, because they this, the prince is very, like, sad and ill. He's like, you know, people become ill because they get so sad mm-hmm. um, in, certain, in these kinds of stories. Makes perfect sense, yes. Yeah, so he's uh, sad, and so they're like, um, because they think everything is the cause of witchcraft, they're like, we need to go find the witch who can help us, like, solve this. Again, they weren't wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but it's also funny because, like, the little kitchen boy is, like, so nervous because they think that the wit- like the witch would probably eat him. But they're, they're like, they're, they sing this whole thing about, like, how all the rumors about her and, like, how she's scary and, like, how they're a little anxious to be out there. Oh, this is adorable. Yeah. Oh, I'm really glad they're pulling it back. It's like, we started adorable, we went absolutely horrible, <laughs> and now we're back to adorable. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, so they actually find Yeji Baba, and she kind of, like, does make fun of him. She's like, yeah, like, you would be good to eat, like, if blah, 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 blah. She's great. She came second place in this opera. <laughs> yeah, um, and so then they, uh, like, they explain their theory. They're like, oh, yeah, um, like, Rusalka is a witch. She put a spell uh, on the prince and then abandoned him. And 
Um, this is where like, you know, when you hear someone saying the wrong thing and you're like, wait a minute, I wasn't even in the conversation, but I need to step in and correct some things here. Yeah. Um, so water gnome appears out of the lake and is like angry. And he's like, that's not true. He's such a know-it-all. He's like, I mean, again, caring dad alert. He's just, like, stepping in to, like, correct the story. And he's like, it's mm-hmm. not Rusalka who, like, abandoned the prince. It's the prince who abandoned Rusalka. Tell him. baby. <laughs> um, and so they're just like, ah, oh, okay, all right, uh, we gotta... They're like, this is, like, too much for them. So they kind of, like, scamper off. <laughs> they're so sheepish. They're like, my bad, my bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So now... We cut to the prince is out hunting, um, and he's sad. He's he feels very bad about what he's done. He's full of guilt, and he's just kind of searching mm-hmm. for his uh, his lady love. So he goes to the lake where he first found her. Oh, so he is like kind of true to her. He's like feeling bad for confessing his love to another person. Yeah, I mean, one could one could make the argument that he's um uh. He's feeling bad because he's had to experience consequences. Oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> Classic consequences. Um, yeah. So he goes to find her. Uh, and then she appears as the, like, death spirit. Ooh, fun. <laughs> yeah. She she brings up his, like, infidelity and uh, lack of loyalty to her. And mm-hmm. he's, like, very remorseful and just, like, apologizing and saying how he was wrong. Um, and she explains that, like, they can't really ever be together now. Um, because even if, like, even if she were to, like, kiss him now, like, it would be a kiss of death. Oof. Ouch. Mm-hmm. This is sad. I have another excerpt. It was pretty good. Yes, please. Living nor dead I, woman nor fairy, accursed I wander through the night. In vain your arms have I been dreaming. My poor love, my poor wretched love. Once in the past I have been your sweetheart. Now I can only be your death. Oh my gosh. When I asked you what, no, for an opera, I wanted one to make me cry. And I feel like that's, that's tough. It's a tough listen. Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry you're sad, but I'm now I'm happy <laughs> that I've like done my job. <laughs> That's heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, so basically she's just like, yeah, like I, we can't like be together. If I kiss you, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, I don't care. All I want is to like know you and like be, and he's like, I just like, give me the kiss of death. He's just like, like I just what? want to like, yeah. So he basically accepts it. Damn. He accepts the kiss. He, he accepts it. They embrace. Um, he dies in her arms. Oof. Yeah. Um, she like says some prayers for his soul and also like thanks him for letting her experience human love, and then disappears back into the depths of the lake to continue just being a death demon. A death demon. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the end of the. That's quite a romantic ending. What? I mean, I feel like it could have ended just like they're kind of on their own. They're both dying. They're both kind of miserable. Like they had, you know. That one last kiss? Yeah. Hmm. I think you're romantic in a way that I'm not. (laughs) Like, I'm just so amazed at how dark this opera is. I feel like at every turn it was like, what's the most messed up thing we could do to this plot? And then they just made it even worse than that. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. One thing that was, like, a little, like, confusing to me about this is that a lot of times, like, the way that, um, are you familiar with, um, the, like, Little Mermaid folktale? Mm-hmm. How they're basically, like, the, the promise between the Little Mermaid and, like, the sea witch? Because in that story, it's a sea witch. It's not, yeah. um, a, like, a regular Yejibaba. But it's reversed, right? It's, like, her who will die if... Um, yeah. If he doesn't love her, right? Not him. Yeah. So in that, um, she'll die um, if he marries another person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, really like getting hung up on like what is like the deal with the marriage thing? And but the way that everything is phrased is like actually so all these like ethereal beings they want to experience like love or having like a soul. Um, and so humans have souls. They don't have souls. And if you because marriage is like the union of two souls of two beings um when these spirit when these spirits marry a human this is like the technicality of it i had to like figure it out um <laughs> but if the spirit marries a human then a little bit of the human soul is shared with the spirit and so in that way they can experience a human soul and experience a human love hmm. i feel like just like in this so many of the motives were just so questionable like um I it's it's like nice to think like oh she just wanted to experience that feeding of the soul but it's also just like incredibly selfish and she was prepared to sacrifice his life for that feeling and then his motives were incredibly questionable like he loved a woman he couldn't even communicate with mm-hmm. and then kind of deserted her at the first instance he possibly could <laughs> i think like the only constant is the dad who just seems like a good egg um, but maybe didn't give the best advice when he told his daughter <laughs> how to become human. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Like, he is, like, he lets her have her agency. Uh, yeah, it's true. It, I mean, like, it's kind of, I don't know if it's exactly the same, because I'm not a parent, but, um, could it be, like, when your kids are growing up and getting to that age in puberty and you're like, don't have sex, but if you do, here's some condoms. <laughs> <laughs> or, like... Don't smoke weed, but if you do, like, or, like, do drugs, here's, like, a test kit. <laughs> like, <laughs> when this version is, like, okay, experiment with being human, but if someone has to die, make sure it's him, not you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Parental advice at its finest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there also wouldn't be an opera, but I'd, I'd respect that he'd let her do what she wanted. Even if it was the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Also, he does, like, check in on her and, like, he stands up for her when he hears people talking shit about her. True. But it was kind of too late at that point. Like, he couldn't mm-hmm. prevent anything. And, it, yeah. like, the, the prince had kind of already signed his death wish, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What an incredibly sad story. It's just a month of um, sad love story operas. Mm, is this like your scorn of Valentine's Day? You're like, February, the month of heartbreak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> but I loved it. And I loved all the fairies and the wood scenes. Oh my god, wait, I gotta show you. Um, I'm gonna show you the water gnome. With the blue abs? <laughs> I also like high he love that like it's like a belly but with abs drawn on. Duh. 
He's sweet. What a great dad. Dad of the year. I know. This one, like, I would, if I was a wood nymph, I would let him catch me. (laughs) (laughs) I love him. (laughs) He's the only, like, constant lovely bit in this story. Okay, so now that you've heard the whole opera, you were commenting on characters winning. So who won this opera? Oh, 100% the princess. Foreign princess. Foreign princess. I loved her. She was sassy no end. And I just feel like she had a plan. She knew what she was doing. She knew what she wanted. And she got it at every stage. Yeah. As opposed to Rosalka, who had a plan. Had a terrible plan. Executed it equally terribly. (laughs) (laughs) And it just didn't work out great for her. Yeah. And who was my second place? Was my second place the witch? I did really like her. Yeji Baba. She was ridiculous. She was wonderful. You want to see her? <laughs> yes. Yes, love those eyebrows. What an incredible opera. I feel like I want to see it. I want to see like the, the, the beautiful scenes and the scorn and the, the death demon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so like now that I've shown you the pictures, like... This uh, staging was very much in the, like, people were like, oh, it looks, like, too old school. But that's, like, I think why it works really well is because you need to have... It's, like, the story about, like, a water nymph, like, almost mermaid kind of creature. Like, what would you do if there wasn't sequins and, like, shiny, glittery stuff and, like, obscure lighting and... Like, the story seems very aware that it is a fairy tale and it would be, like, disingenuous to not be true to that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would also be, like, removing possibly like the biggest theme of it like <laughs> literally has water nymphs in yeah yes so yeah delightful um how well do you think this rep how well do you think the opera itself like represents love um and this like valuation of of, of, of human love i feel like it's not like it's um like vision of love that I take issue with it's like more like the relationship in general like relationships are okay to have ups and downs that's fine like that is acceptable Mm -hmm. and you are allowed to talk about that and work through that and I feel like you know some opera writers could really do with hearing that but then the opera wouldn't be as like moving The opera would just be like two people sat on like a marriage counselling sofa and they're just like working out their problems and then there's just like a happy ending and they go back to their life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's not... No like one a... would want to watch that. No. <laughs> yeah. Not so romantic, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What, what do you think of its love themes? How do you feel like your idea I mean, of love is represented? I haven't really been in love for a while. Um... But you are, you are in love. I am, I am deeply in love, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever feel like being in love makes you do stupid things? Like the Hercules song. (laughs) (laughs) Um, no. (laughs) You're like, no, I'm completely within my senses at all times. I don't know if you know, but I'm perfect. (laughs) (laughs) non-emotional being although i am in love (laughs) (laughs) no i just i don't know i feel like the things that are justified with love in these are like fairly preposterous but that's fine they're entertaining Mm -hmm. i don't know i feel like there's like a peacefulness to love that is um been thoroughly emitted from these stories Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I feel like I did crazy things in the name of love in like past relationships where it's not really been like love at all and been more of just like a kind of tumultuous, unpleasant thing. <laughs> I don't know. I miss being in love though. It's fun. Really? Yeah. Like you hate couples. I do, yeah. It's disgusting. I, like, <laughs> I miss the like happy, like fuzzy feelings, like that feeling of like being like this is the greatest person. Um I mean, I, I like different people for different things. Like, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't just have my boyfriend. Like, mm-hmm. I, there are like definite like things he can't fulfill, and I would never want it to not be that way. Mm-hmm. Um, like when we were like in our lockdown, and it was just the two of us. It was like delightful, and I had a great time. But there were also like significantly think like significant things missing, and I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Can anyone be fully contented with one person? Maybe. I don't think so. But I, I think like people friends try. Friends are good. Friends are great. Friends... Great stuff. <laughs> Can't get them. enough of them. I love friends. <laughs> That's part of the reason the podcast is structured this way. I feel like also storytelling is very intimate. It's like something that usually happens between like, I don't know, parent and child or mm-hmm. something. So it's kind of like really nice to be told a story. <laughs> We'll tuck you in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Night, mom. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's something really, like, sweet about it. Thank so you. smart. What can't this girl do? <laughs> what can't Sophia's do? Jake <laughs> <laughs> will never get old. <laughs> I love it so much. Um... In opera, there's a lot of, like, falling in love at first sight, and I don't know. That part never really gets me. I really rate that I feel like, because obviously in the little mermaid story, it's like she's sacrificing her own life. And I know in this she did end up, so, like, sacrificing her own life and becoming a death demon, which is amazing, like, the power. Um, But I kind of love (laughs) that she was, like, sacrificing her lover's life as well. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. It like it you're makes... like you're going down with this ship. If the relationship doesn't work, like we're both fucked, right? It's like a the confidence and b like the do you really love this person? <laughs> like if it wasn't already a questionable decision, it's so much more so when you realize she's fully prepared to sacrifice his life if he doesn't like her. Like yeah, it's like the dream. It's like. <laughs> It's like, I don't know, like being on Tinder and then everyone who like swipes, which way is a rejection on Tinder I've never used? Is it left? Yeah. (laughs) It's like killing everyone who swipes left on you. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of amazing. (laughs) Yeah. I love that she was prepared to do that. It's actually just incredibly wicked. And yet I feel so much like sorrow and pity for her. And yet she like... Mm -hmm. was prepared to do quite a terrible thing yeah (laughs) maybe i mean but maybe foreign princess is the one we should learn from oh yeah i mean she knew what she wanted she was i mean it was kind of like i mean it was a bit snaky being like oh you're not paying attention to your other guests like wink wink me you're not paying enough attention to me (laughs) um and then also like (laughs) negging him for like liking his (laughs) fiance. I mean, yeah, yeah, we do have much to learn. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think of the opera overall? 
I thought it was just adorable. And, well, no, like, the scene was adorable. There were water nymphs. I thought the gnome was the most fantastic character I've ever heard. Um, I thought the story was ridiculous. <laughs> and thoroughly enjoyable. And, like, so frustrating. Like, it was heartbreaking in this way that was just, like, there's no good resolution here. And, I don't know. Like... <laughs> Sad. Oh. But I loved it. Thank you very much for sharing it with me. Thank you for listening. Okay. Well, I'll wrap it up now. Thanks, Sophia. <laughs> Thanks, Sophia. Thanks, Sophia. <laughs> I think it's so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Um, thank you for listening. And thank you, Sophia, for being on the show. Thanks, Sophia, for having me on the show. Um, and follow the show on any of our social media, like Instagram or Twitter, um, and also share the show with anyone who might be interested, and I'll see you in two weeks. Um, bye everybody. Bye, Sophia. Bye, Sophia. (laughs)